Hello, everyone. This is Matt Ryan, uh, and I'm here on the podcast, All Roads Lead to Real Estate. And we're doing it slightly different than normal. We actually just recorded a variety of media with my uh, good friend here. And uh, I'd like to say I started him in the real estate business, uh, Richard Saltos. Welcome, Richard. Hey, guys. Uh, Like Matt said, my name is Richard Saltos. I'm a bilingual lender and also licensed realtor. And then I definitely did start out my career with Matt. Uh, We're going to get to all that, everybody. Uh, For those of you that know Richard, uh, you know his story. He is much more interesting than I am. Uh, in every way and shape and form. And so uh, he'll be a much better interview than I am uh, on this uh, here podcast. But I wanted to to properly introduce you. You did a little introduction, but I wanted to make sure people know exactly um, how special you are, buddy. Um, All right, don't make me look too cool. <laughs> I, I don't think I need to. But uh, basically, you started when you were young. So when I first met you, you were uh, you were in a different career. So tell everybody what you were doing when I first met you. So whenever I first met you, I think that I was selling credit card machines. Yeah. At first data. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a sales guy, everybody. (laughs) It's born and, you know, born and bred. He's a sales guy, right? So I met him doing that super talent and uh, we were here in Towson. He was looking for his first house. First house. And so by the end of that process, I had tried to talk him into why in the world are you selling credit card machines with your talent and convinced you to give real estate a try. Wait, Matt, but first we gotta we gotta remember how how I got to you on the real estate side. So I think that I was looking on Zillow. Yeah, I was a Matt, Zillow. Matt, by the way, owns all of Zillow in Towson. Yeah. If you didn't know that already. If you search yeah. anything with a with even an H in it for house, <laughs> his his name's gonna come up on Zillow. <laughs> sure. They own more I probably paid them more than I've ever paid any of my mortgages. So yeah, yeah you're literally. right. Yeah, you're right. So you were a Zillow uh, lead, should I say, and then I converted you into uh, a client and then eventually into someone that is was with me on my team, right? So yeah. you got licensed and jumped into it and left that other career behind. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. The, yeah, no, it's it's it was okay. I mean, I think real estate was my real calling. And so thank you for bringing me on um, and kind of believing in me at first. Um, it's It was a great experience being on your team, honestly. And I, I can truly say that to this day, a lot of the stuff that I employ on my clients, um, whether it's lending or on the real estate side, it's a lot and due to you. So, well, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, it was a pleasure. And so, some of the some of the background related to Richard is that just in your very first year, you sold millions of dollars of real estate. You were actually featured in the Real Producers Magazine here in Baltimore, and uh, and so that's super rare to to have that fast to start in real estate. And so uh, you just took off. And so you mentioned that you're bilingual and that's one of the things we just did and why we have these handheld mics and it's a little bit different of a setup today in the studio because we are recording um, some pieces to actually market with because you're now not just a realtor, you're also a lender. And so you're helping people to be able to fund a purchase. And what I've noticed and one of the reasons I was most excited to try to bring you into real estate is there is such a gap between the Spanish speaking community in real estate, specifically here in Maryland. It could be different elsewhere in the country, but here there's a huge need for people that are native speakers that understand not just the language, but the cultural differences and to guide people through that process. There's very few really solid options out there. And I, yeah, I think no, that's one I, of the reasons you just took off. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. So. Um, one of the things that I experienced as a realtor, obviously, whenever I was actually on your team is that we were helping out a lot of Latinos, obviously, because 
we were marketing to them because of me. And uh, I noticed how relatively small my options were to find lenders for them. And really, whenever it comes down to the home purchase on the Latino side, the hardest part of the process is really finding them financing and creative financing at that because they need a lot of help and they need somebody that really understands their culture and the way that they make money sometimes and the way that they save the money, right? It's a lot of cash a lot of times and there's not a lot of good ways to explain it sometimes. So um, they definitely need creative options and there weren't many options. So a lot of the times I actually ended up pretty much doing both jobs um, not pretty time? much. Yeah, Let's yeah. Not un- like, like pretty, I would say pretty much all the time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree. I was like, you know, you, most Latino people, especially the older ones that are probably more situated in a situation they're you know, they're more in a situation where they're ready to buy a house right then and maybe have some money saved up. Um, they don't know how to use a scanner. They don't know what a W2 is, you know, they don't know what a pay stub is. So you really have to be able to hand handhold them and really walk them through the process and at the same time also remember that you want to educate them and actually teach them what it is so that whenever they go and buy their second house they know exactly what they're doing and they're not going at it blind again well and i refer that is is trying to inform and and educate not and, and really represent them as opposed to just use that process as a transaction because i can tell you i have helped spanish-speaking clients some some clients don't speak any english that i've helped and it's really challenging, even with the best of intentions, it's very challenging for me to give them what I consider to be the absolute best representation. And that's where you can come in. And not everyone fits the category like you just described, but it it is, it's out there. Yeah. And oftentimes, fabulous income, good careers, good savings oftentimes. It's just, where do you begin? And you might not have other members of your family or close sphere that have that experience and know exactly who to go to and what to do. So there's this massive hole in the marketplace that I'm so excited now that you are on the lending side where we can kind of combine forces and get them through that entire experience. And we were just talking about it also with title. We also have Spanish speaking folks on the title side. So basically from the very beginning, all the way through the process now, you're going to be represented at the highest level. Right. And I'm really proud to actually offer that option. Yeah. No, I mean... Like I said, it was it was tough at first whenever we didn't have any options. Now yeah. we've obviously discovered a little bit. One of my best friends, David Juarez, he works for LET. Yeah, shout Lawyers. out David. Yeah, shout it out just David. Just had a baby. Yeah, just had a baby today. A couple um, hours ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's he's on the title side. So he's the one who actually goes through all the documents and actually walks you through them and makes sure that you know what you're signing, obviously. Because a lot of times we don't. We don't understand. You know, we sign and we don't understand what we're signing. So yeah, definitely a very integral part of our team. And uh, I mean, everyone, the lender, the lender, the realtor and everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fabulous to be able to have a team like that for, for a Latino or whoever, really. Right. Well, and it's something I wanted to highlight and I grabbed my phone here to make sure I don't misspeak, but some of the stats are just overwhelming. We hear about it when we go to conferences and if you are a realtor or a lender listening to this, you probably know some of the stats because they are given to us pretty consistently with what this market is, the Latino market, the Spanish speaking market is massive. Yeah. Another another thing that I really wanted to mention, Matt, I don't know if you even know this, but so one of the disconnects between the Latino community and the U.S. is that in Latino speaking countries, you cannot go to the bank and say, hey, I want to buy a four hundred thousand dollar house 
and I want you to finance 100% of it. They're going to laugh at you and kick you out of the bank. <laughs> really, seriously. Um, lending, lending for a house, it doesn't really exist. So most people that are buying a house in their own country, in a Latino speaking country, they're paying for it cash. Wow. And so it's, you know, they have zero education on that process really, because not even in their home country, it's not even a possibility. It's not even a reality. So it's kind of like a dream, you know, whenever they get here and they have that option. Right. No, and it, I still believe it is the definition of the American dream, right? Yeah, for it's sure. to be able to prosper here, to own that that house of your own. And uh, some of the stats I finally found here that kind of back this up is that Latinos are without question the fastest growing minority group in the country. And, and what you're going to see is Latinos are predicted to account for 70% of all home ownership growth over the next 20 years. And they're going to be the only ethnic or racial group that is going to see an increase in home ownership rate. Um, everyone else uh, is going to be relatively flat and or declining is what the prediction is from uh, the home, the uh, Realtor Association. And so I think that's just a fat, like a fantastic uh, statistic there. And then also that the in the country, in America currently, as of the last census, they have about 19% of the country is Latino and that's that's growing. Yeah. And the population is typically younger. Um, it's increasingly becoming more fluent. So there's going to be more families that make over $100,000 a year every year for the next five to 10 years in the same study uh, that are Latino. Um, and yeah. so they're growing in in their ability to afford homes and cars. And so what you're going to see is hopefully, right, because the market grows, you're going to have better services, better options. And it's one of the reasons we're excited to do what we're discussing now, because that's that is the new face of America. Yeah, I mean, just being able to provide a top level service for a Latino person, um, even an American person, it's just, it's great and it's a good feeling all around, right? For us, it's a successful transaction and a, and a client. Um, and for them, you know, they feel good about it. They feel like they got educated. Um, they understand how to buy a house. They understand the financing and it makes them feel good. It makes everyone have those warm, fuzzy feelings. It does. It's some of the best parts of the the whole job. And so um, so I want to kind of jump backwards a little bit more about you specifically, because I think your story is interesting. So when you started off and I call it hustling, but you were selling credit card machines. Explain to me what that even means. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I worked for a cross sales team for Wells Fargo Merchant Services. So really what we were doing is literally helping out small business clients that had accounts within Wells Fargo um, be able to process credit cards. So, you know, you have uh, whoever, Mary on the West Coast, selling ice cream out of her truck. Um, you know, we could get her a little credit card machine, a little mobile credit card machine, so that she could take credit cards and not just cash and, you know, kind of like widen her audience and be able to, you know, take more payments. That's crazy. So, yeah. and, and then, so when you switched over, what specifically about real estate wanted you to jump into that? field. So I think that really the biggest thing that made me jump into it was obviously the networking part of it. Really. I'm a very social person. I love to go out, have drinks. Um, I enjoy time with my friends. Yeah. And um, like literally everyone I know that knows you loves you. You're just like the guy that says yes. <laughs> You're the I fun am guy. a yes man. Yes. Um, I, I try and I try hard not to say no. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, how fast can I get home to go to sleep? Yeah. But not you. Yeah, yeah. Matt's left me a couple of times at the bar. I have. I hope <laughs> that. But yeah, I mean, real estate's a really attractive career um, for somebody that's a hustler that's willing to really, you know, put your head down and really work. Um, especially if you get a mentor like Matt, 
it's it's even better. I mean, the guy is a legit a uh, knowledge hub. You know, he's a little brainiac. He's he's a nerd. I mean, if you guys know Matt, he's a nerd, and he really knows the inside and out of everything. Um, Matt, what's your degree in? Finance. Finance. So computer science and computer science. Yeah. So he's a nerd. Yeah. Um, is what that means. Um, yeah. So Matt really, you know, he taught me to be able to give somebody top level service and also really learn the inside and outs of everything. Right. So I remember whenever I first got there, Matt would make me read the contract. Right. And I was like, oh man, like, you know, here we go. Like, this guy's going to make me sit down and really read this contract. Like, does anybody ever actually read this contract? Most like, people, people just sign, yeah. right? You just fill in the numbers and people sign. And so Matt actually made me read the contract and understand every piece of it. And we would go through it. And I remember, um, you know, he had different little quirks to the way that he would fill out the, the, the parts and the missing spots. And I would always ask him like, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I catch myself doing all those things now and people, other realtors will actually like, you know, I'll send them a contract or something and they'll get it. And they'll be like, oh my God, why'd you do this? And I'll explain it to them. And they're like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. You know, I should do that. Well, I call it, I just, I just like to absorb the details and I've learned little teeny pieces from all these different uh, people that are even more senior than I am. It's, I've been doing this a long time now, so I'm becoming one of those older folks now. <laughs> but I remember when I started, everyone has a nuance to the, either the contract or how they explain something to a client. And I like to stack little details. And so it can be very annoying to have to teach or not rather, well, to learn from someone like me. But it's one of those things that the details, in my opinion, matter. And specifically, when you're working with someone like in the Latino community, getting back to kind of what our discussion is, if you know every one of those little details, you can kind of give yourself an edge and potentially on the lending side, you might find an option that otherwise someone else would have overlooked. Yeah. And I'm all about if I have someone that's, that has the desire and they're willing to work with me to get a home, I virtually can tell anybody if you have a job and you have a pulse and you have the desire I'm going to help you get home. Yeah. It's really the way I feel about it. It's my obligation. It's yeah. like, I've done this. I study it. Like it's, you know, my Bible almost. It's like this in, as a result, I hold myself to that standard. And if you're working with me on the lending side, that's what I demand of you. Like yeah. you better do everything and give them opportunities that they can't find that opportunity going to talk to three other people. Right. And that it's true. It, yeah. It, you know, when, when they get turned down by other people, they're so discouraged. You know, and it's the best thing to turn them around and three months later, they own a home. Yeah. I mean, what Matt's saying is really true, though. I mean, yeah. you know, if you have a job, um, you pay your bills on time, you can buy a house. I mean, you know, and you should buy a house. And I tell people all of the incentives follow the money, right? So don't have to trust me or believe me yeah. necessarily. Just follow the money. Everyone is incentivized to ensure that you can buy a home. Yeah. We make a living when you transact, the lenders do, the obviously the realtors, title, taxes get paid, transfer and recordation, everybody, Home Depot, you name it, everyone's getting paid. <laughs> There's so many auxiliary uh, services <laughs> or loads, everybody's getting paid. Yeah, so yeah. you don't have to really think through it any further than that to trust that we want to help you buy a home yeah. and and we will. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's all about being creative and really, you know, hand designing everyone's process because as long as you can kind of analyze somebody's needs and their wants and maybe give them a little bit more then they're going to be happy and they're going to you know at the end of the day walk away with a house that's going to be great for them their family um the latino community it's like you know they're 
they they live in multi-generational housing so that's a big thing in the latino community you buy you know you sell somebody a house you you damn well know that you know it might be a couple of generations that are going to be there that are going to enjoy that house and it's going to mean the world to them i mean it's a You're massive affecting more than one life yeah for it's sure. it's massive to sell them a house and to be able to help them and um and have them understand it that's the really big big aspect of it because obviously not just buying their own house but also investing sure you know there's a lot of money to be made in real estate and they need to be educated and understand you know what those options are and most people once they fully understand the system and all the rules within it eventually can learn the ways to make money and i'm passionate personally about making generational wealth talk about generational i want to create generational wealth where when i'm gone i have a legacy left behind me and there's very few opportunities bigger than real estate and it's just these are the facts you know it's just this is something that could be passive uh it is uh leverageable so i can use someone else's money so god bless america so we have all of our problems here in america (laughs) but there's one thing we don't have and that's money we love (laughs) to lend money and borrow it and it is magic it it can be it can be very detrimental if you don't know how to use it and you don't know the difference between good debt and bad debt um that's why education is definitely very important and obviously that's in the realtor and the lender's hand really is to really you know set a foundation for that person sure and say you know whenever you don't know something please call me back and i'll tell you and i'll fill you in on that detail um before they make mistakes because we've all been through it and yeah. we've made the mistakes so you don't have to pay for them oh yeah i've made plenty <laughs> yeah. um knowledge doesn't come i would say for free right yeah no absolutely and so not. you've made mistakes um and you get through it and learn yeah and another stat that i thought was worth mentioning and I try to, to recite this as often as I can. And if you're listening, you need to be able to quote this as well to your friends that are currently renting. But the median, this is by the Federal Reserve of the United States. This was done in 2020. But the median net worth of a U.S. homeowner is 40 times higher than the median net worth of renters. And I want to say that again, you're worth on average 40 times more if you're a homeowner. And so the net worth of renters and then this is age 62 in the United States. The net worth, that means if you sell everything you have, took the cash and moved, you know, to, to Jamaica, right? You have $6,300. That's what you're worth if you're a renter. If you sell it all, that's what you have on average in the United States. If you're a homeowner, you have at least, it says plus on the side, $255,000. Wow. So $255,000 versus $6,300. Damn. That's a massive difference. Yeah. And so the faster we can help folks understand home ownership, advocate on their behalf and make it easier. I mean, that's, in my opinion, the, the fastest and best way that we can honestly help people to really achieve and and grasp the American dream. No, absolutely. And a huge thing, right? Everyone's like, okay, well, finally now buying a house is actually more expensive than renting. But for the longest time, it wasn't. So you know, all those people that kind of said, oh, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. You waited too long now. And now it's more expensive actually to buy a house than to rent. But what I keep trying to tell people is that no matter what, whenever you buy a house, you're creating something. You're creating that wealth that we just talked about, the stat that you just said um, versus renting. I mean, you're not really saving anything. You're just throwing all that money away. Yeah. And it's in statistics are are uh, a tricky, tricky beast, right? They're a tricky devil. Because what you were describing is the monthly expenses related to either buying a home or renting a home. If you and I were to do it tomorrow, 
in most markets. Right. So if you put very little down, your payment is going to be more than if you rent that same house from the neighbor. Right. That was not the case for the longest time. So if we couldn't convince you five years ago, you know, to buy and now you're coming to us, it's a little harder of a sell for some people because of the monthly payment. Right. The reality is, and you're a lender now, right? So you, what is the old saying that you marry the rate and you, or I'm sorry, you rent, what, the, what the hell is <laughs> you, that was the saying? You, you, you date the you rate. Date, you date the rate, yeah. yeah and, and you ma- marry the house. And you marry the house. See, I can butcher that. I don't say yeah, it often because yeah. it kind of gives me the, I don't know, the chills. <laughs> I don't like that. But the point is rates will fluctuate. If they go much higher and you buy today, what happens? You can just refinance. I mean, you keep you keep your rate. Keep obviously, your rate. Yeah, you so keep your rate. So you're protected. You you have the hedge. Wow, you look smart. Yeah. And if it goes down and we're at five percent, four percent, it's lower than what you bought it for in terms of the rate. You refinance. Right. And lenders love to refinance. And lenders love to refinance, and yeah. a lot of lenders, especially us at Norcom, um, we're actually offering anybody that buys a house now um, a free refinance. So whenever yeah. down the road, we're not going to charge you any fees on it. Yeah. So you come to us and you say, hey, you sold me, you know, an 8% interest rate and now it's 4%. I'll turn around and say, okay, great. I'm going to refinance you right now. You're going to get locked into that 4% right now. Yeah. And and we can refinance you pretty darn quickly. It's much easier than the primary purchase. And it, it's, it's a tool. I've refinanced a lot of properties before. It's not that complicated. And you can do it really you're a lender. What would you say when, as rates improve eventually, right? Is it typically when it's one percent lower or half percent lower? When do you start to refinance? When does it make sense? I mean, really, anything over I think like half a percent is probably worth it. Starting to look worth it, right? Because you're also resetting your terms, obviously. But obviously, at a lower interest rate, it gives you a lot more flexibility. You know, you're used to a higher payment. So if you keep making that that big of a payment on this lower mortgage, you're gonna pay it off in no time. So it's really worth it. Yeah. So some people choose to keep the payment the same and apply more to principal. Right. So there's lots of options. And um, and so it's just fascinating to me to be able to work with you on the lending side now. And so you got married recently. I see uh, <laughs> a wedding ring down there. So he outdid himself uh, and got managed to get married to a beautiful, uh, very educated, talented woman. <laughs> yeah, she's much smarter than I am. <laughs> well, that's the case with both of us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so now you're living for the time being, you're serving clients both in Florida, right? Yep. Where you guys are because your wife is going to be an orthodontist. Yeah. So she's already graduated here in Maryland Dental School. Right. And now she's living down there with you. Yeah, she's um, attending UF. She's in a residency, an orthodontics residency, um, and she gets done in about a year and a half. Right. So we're very excited about that. And then Lord knows where you'll be, but you're maintaining your license up here <laughs> exactly. because you're serving people up here as well as down there. Correct. Um, and just having people, like Matt already said, just having a team is just like nobody understands like how much power having the right team really gives you on like whenever you're doing anything real estate. I mean, you know, Matt has years of experience and I have years, much shorter amount of years of experience than Matt, obviously, even though he looks like he's like 12. <laughs> um, yeah, but we is... were commenting on how pale I look. That's the, this is the worst <laughs> camera angle we'll ever have. We're gonna have to fix this in post. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, just your team guys, like, you know, make sure you find a good team whenever you're buying a house, selling a house, doing anything with a house, investing a house. It's, it's, it's the most important thing because they're going to, they're going to be able to give you the options that you never knew you had. 
really. It it does make a difference and it is one of the crazy parts about this industry is how quickly you can become an agent or even a loan officer. By the way, which was harder in terms of a license? To um, become licensing? a loan origination, off, you know, loan officer or a realtor? So I think that the licensing, the, the test for the, for the loan officer gig is definitely a lot more, it's a lot harder. It's just tricky. It's not, the actual test is not hard, but you know, they put they put little tricks in there. So they want you to choose the wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. As long as you can get through that, it's, it's pretty good. But it's no different. So in our industry, that it the, the entry, the barrier to entry is relatively low. That's why yeah. you see in the best of times, what we just came from, a huge influx of people entering the business. And now that it's challenging, you'll see all these people exit the business. Yeah. And it's very challenging when 40% of the market dries up very, very quickly. Yeah. And the reality is, um, is specifically the market that we're addressing now with the Latino market, where a lot of, we already just read the statistics about how 70% of future um, new homeowners will be Latino, that, that if they don't own a home currently, it doesn't matter. 7% interest rates, 8%, it makes sense because it's substantially better. And we can go into a million reasons why owning a home long-term is substantially better than renting and continuing to rent. Right. And in our area, to be fair, the rents are not cheap. No. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're talking about, you know, $2,500 and up mostly. Um, yeah, for, for the you nicer know, spots. Yeah, for a nicer spot, even, yeah. or a bigger spot, right? If you need three bedrooms. Just a three bedroom townhome. I have one now in Towson renting for $3,200 yeah. for an inside townhome. Yeah, for $3,200. I mean, you could probably have the same house for $3,500 a month. Uh, not, well, not, well, you can get it for less than that, actually, but yeah. it's still, you know, I think they're paying, the owners are paying 2700 actually, for that wow. house. Wow. And they just recently bought it? Just bought it. Wow. Yeah, so, see, that's... But we also did something that's called a rate buy-down, right? So you can yeah. do a rate buy-down oftentimes. Yeah, there's a bunch of different tools. Team, again, right? Yeah. Like, the team that you form is going to be the power that you that you really have whenever you're buying or selling. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to be able to educate you on all these different options. And that's really what it is, right? You want a bunch of solution makers and solution sure. thinkers and creative solutions that are going to, you know, they're going to come up with all the solutions and give them to you, present them to you the right way and give you all your options. Well, and so a couple questions, we kind of discussed them during our little marketing piece that we just did, but I want to put it here in the podcast because I'm genuinely interested because you have a perspective that's different than mine because you can... I think relate and understand the culture and the language better than I can. Do you see any cultural biases or any, I don't know, just anything that you think is almost like a red flag as, when you're trying to help support and represent Spanish speaking folks, uh, either here, maybe less in Florida potentially, but definitely here in Maryland. Do you notice anything is, am I? I mean, yes, definitely on the understanding part, right? So people will have you know, I mean, at least the people that I know of, like Latino people, right? I'll hear the stories and it's really like not really understanding what they're doing. They're just kind of going through the motions, signing where they're supposed to signing sign. where they're supposed to sign. You know, here's the money that I need. And that's really it. And they don't really know anything else. They don't they don't know like, hey, like six months down the road, can I refinance? They don't know, you know, how long it takes until they can refinance. They don't really know anything about it. Um, they really just sign there and they're uneducated in the process. And so it sucks, right? Yeah. Because they don't understand anything and they just committed to this 30 year loan payment. Yeah. That, you know, it's not, it's not a, you know, whatever type of thing. It's very important to understand all the details. So of you it. think the biggest issue is just comprehending and understanding because there's a, 
a language difference. Comprehending and also, honestly, I mean, you know, you were in Baltimore Real Producers with me. Um, I think out of out of like the what 500 agents that were there, I mean, there was like four maybe Latino people. Yeah, and so those are the best realtors in in all of like Baltimore area, right? And so you know, you got to get lucky to find one of those people to help you. Um, yeah, when you click that button online to try to buy the house, the likelihood of you getting that individual is very low. Right. So uh, oftentimes you're getting maybe a lower level of service whenever you're going to buy a house. You know, maybe you're not getting the best negotiator or maybe you're not getting you're getting somebody that's new, you know, and there's nothing new with working with a new agent as long as they also have the right team with them. Right. And so I keep going back to that team thing. It's all about the team. Um, Matt's great. Um I don't, if you guys read Matt's reviews, they are spectacular. <laughs> the guy really does go above and beyond for his clients. And sorry, I'm sitting here raving about him, but it's true. Well, it really listen, is. I'll take any support I can get. Uh, <laughs> trust me. So, um, and so from now that you've sat in both seats, so I have never originated alone in my life. Yeah. So what are the challenges when you're originating alone compared to when I'm trying to walk people through homes and educate them on terms? Like, what are the differences? Like, um, so it's a little bit harder to understand, right? Um, it's numbers. So it's all, it's all just numbers and understanding how the process works and the documents that you're going to need. And most of the time, I think the hardest part is like explaining to people why we need so many things. You know what I mean? Like, it's horrible. I hate to say, it. I, I tell them straight up that you're going to not like the lender that much and you're going to love me Yeah. because I get you the candy and they're telling you how much the candy costs. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it is, it is a tough process to go through and it's mentally draining, emotionally draining. I mean, we ask you for everything, you know, you bought, you know, you, you bought some, some, I don't know, some tickets for a concert with your friend and you sell them 300 bucks. I'm going to say, Hey, I need you to write a letter and explain to me that you went to Taylor, you went to go see Taylor Swift and you exactly. paid 300 bucks to your friend. Uh, that's a good price, I think, for those tickets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My daughter's only two. I'm not no, no tea swizzled now for me yet. I'm probably here, you know, I don't need to know. I don't even know. Is a tea swizzle a thing? No. It's I'm not. so out of it, people. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Matt for anything hip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can sell you a house. I have no idea what else is happening. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, cool. Well, uh, what else do you think we can talk about? Is there anything else that you can think of now that I've dragged you all the way up to from Florida to come here and sit with me. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we covered pretty much everything. What do you think? I think we did it. So the reality is if you're listening to this and want to know more about why he's so cool and I'm not, um, feel free to call uh, Richard. He'll tell you the truth um, and all the cool things about that. But uh, I think that's basically it. That wraps it up. It's been a pleasure getting to work with you and I'm going to work with you on a different level now. Yeah. Um, on I'm the super excited. Side. Super pumped about that to have somebody with your expertise and your detail, your attention to detail on that side. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, that's it. So you'll see Richard's information at the bottom of this podcast. We're keeping this relatively brief because we have all this other content we need to pump out. <laughs> but, uh, but that's it. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it.